0: So I don't want to say that there's only one way that is best, because I think what the method that is best is really whichever method works for you. And as I mentioned with my girlfriend, she finally found a method that worked for her. And that's how I think she knows it's the right method. Because when you find a method that you find yourself having more ease with, more consistency when using, and more freedom to add variety to but also to scale back and just lean on on those weeks when things are really crazy i think that's really the criteria to see is this approach working for us in terms of how we organize some of these meal ideas and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Hi, Ashley. I'm just wondering how you organize your recipes. I feel like a recipe box is very cluttered and not helpful for me for organizing my recipes. Do you have a strategy that works really well for you? I'm totally open to new ideas. Thanks. So first and foremost, thanks so much, Deidre, for submitting this question. If you ever have a question, please feel free to go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash ask. And you could ask me whatever question that you would like me to answer on the show that might also be helpful to other moms wondering the same thing. So please know you can go there any time of day. Leave me a quick message and I'd love to answer it just like here, which we'll be doing with this question regarding how to organize many of our meal ideas or some of the recipes we may have saved or stored and some simple strategies that as busy families we can use so that there's a little more physical organization of the recipes that we are saving. So first I wanna go into just highlighting what some of the different methods may be that you use because I don't wanna approach this from the standpoint of there's a one size fits all. Because even with one of my closest and dearest friends here locally, she was sharing with me how what has worked for her family for meal planning recently. But with her and her husband both being accountants, they are very Excel spreadsheet minded and that's how everything their life runs. And so they've found this amazing way to use Excel to meal plan. And I've loved just kind of seeing how that works for them and how they've been able to be consistent with that. Because as many of you may know, I'm more of a paper planner or, you know, paper and pen kind of person. Myself. And so I don't want to say that there's only one way that is best because I think what the method that is best is really whichever method works for you. And as I mentioned with my girlfriend, she finally found a method that worked for her. And that's how I think she knows it's the right method because when you find a method that you find yourself having more ease with, more consistency when using, and more freedom to add variety to but also to scale back and just lean on on those weeks when things are really crazy i think that's really the criteria to see is this approach working for us in terms of how we organize some of these meal ideas so i just want to highlight three different core ways and then some of the different approaches that might fall under each so the first which touches more on what this listener submitted question was, was using something like a recipe box. Many of us were probably born and raised with moms who before cell phones, let alone iPhones, the internet, online, Pinterest, all those different resources. That's what a lot of people have used generation after generation. You know, I think there's nothing more sweet and sentimental than a handwritten recipe of your great grandmother your grandmother or your mothers even. And there's something just so sweet about that. And I think that that's where a lot of us have inherited this idea that maybe a recipe box is the best way to do that. However, as we see technology advance, that may or may not still be the approach you want to use. So I first just want to kind of highlight the tangible, more paper form of recipes so that you can kind of consider if maybe this is historically what you have used or what you feel like you're just more innately inclined to use because maybe you have seen family members use it in the past but this might be something like a recipe box or also maybe something like a recipe binder. I personally tried to use this. I didn't find it the most long-term sustainable approach for me personally, but I do still have a recipe binder and I love it specifically for keeping some of those recipes that I know that like, these are the ones that I love to use every Thanksgiving. These are the ones that not so much that I use on a week to week or month to month basis, but these are the ones that I definitely wanna have with kind of our cookbooks and those things that I don't have to go find where exactly that recipe for the pumpkin pie that we love to make or the stuffing that we make at Thanksgiving is, but I can just have kind of a stack of them together. So when it is Thanksgiving time, I can pull out that bunch of recipes and they're all right there. So that's personally kind of how I use more the recipe binder recipe is in a printed form concept, but it also might be something like cookbooks. You know, I know that people have different opinions about cookbooks with so many recipes now being available online many people aren't purchasing cookbooks the way that we once were but i know personally sometimes i will have sticky notes or pages tabbed or earmarked that are the recipes that i go to in a given in a given cookbook as a way to kind of find that paper form of it but for most of us all of these are becoming a pretty outdated approach and again if you find one of these that works for you then by all means use it because you see that it is helping to just simplify things in your meal planning and is helping you to remain consistent with your health-related goals as you feed your family however for a lot of us we've begun to pivot to either include some bit of an app-based approach or a more online approach and so when we're looking at the app-based approach this might be something as simple and straightforward as using the notes tab on your iphone and just keeping kind of the name of the recipe so it's very easily searchable on your phone or and you know the link to it if it is an online recipe but it kind of creates this database or recipe binder if you will on your phone but it's very easy to search very easy to click through some things like that can be really helpful. And I know there's. A, this is not my area of expertise, but I've actually seen a lot of really cool resources out there about how you can make the most out of the Notes tab on your iPhone. So if you are a fan of using the Notes app, I mean, it's included on the iPhone. If you have Android or something else, you know, whatever the the alternative is there, but there's different resources out there that show you how you can be like a wizard with how you use the Notes app. And I find it really interesting because it kind of takes it, Um, as just a basic notes page on your phone to the next level to help you further organize it and optimize how you use it. So that might be something worth looking into. But you also might be someone who's preferential to apps, apps like Pinterest or Paprico. When I asked on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago, because I was really curious how many people were using something like paper and pen for recipe and meal planning? How many people were using something like Excel? How many people were using some type of app or some combination of the like and paprika was what was an app that came up often and maybe one worth looking into because it does have a pretty robust database that you can meal plan through it has a bunch of recipes saved there and then as you you know create your profile in your account you can begin saving some of the recipes there that you might might favor or want to you know have for future reference. The same sort of thing would go with an app like an all recipes or one of those where you can you know, click the heart, it saves it. You can save it to a certain file. And, you know, if you're more of an app based person, something like that. The challenge there becomes with really paprika or an all recipes or anything of the similar nature is that if it's not a recipe that's saved or, you know, that's available in that app, then you have to use a different methodology. So that's why personally, I don't find that as helpful because I might save a bunch of recipes there, but it's not necessarily going to be my go-to source because there's going to be naturally recipes I find elsewhere that I also want to keep saved. And the obvious app option would be something like Pinterest. Now, I do love Pinterest. I think it has an amazing place in our day and age as moms, but I also think it can be a real black hole. And I actually see it being more of a challenge for moms. When it comes to meal planning and feeding their families with more simplicity and ease, then I do really aiding in the process because it can be so overwhelming. And it is such a black hole that even if you're going on there to find the specific recipe you're looking for, as with most social media based apps, we can get very distracted and we can go down some rabbit trail that we never intended to be on. And then we forgot what we were even on there for. So I do love Pinterest. I think there's obvious advantages to how visual it is you know the thumbnails the ability to categorize your different pins all of that is really helpful for storing recipes however you know i do think it comes with some cons in the distraction aspect to definitely be considered and i know for me personally there's some recipes that i have found on pinterest that are like my go-to for things and so one of the ones that comes to mind is one of my favorite desserts ever You'll probably hear this as we get closer to my birthday because that's what I ask for for my birthday dessert every year. But it's key lime pie. I love key lime pie. And I found an amazing recipe. And when we hosted a wedding shower for some of our best friends, now, I guess, I think this is their 10th anniversary this year. So now 10 years ago, I found a recipe and I loved it. And I, it's the one that I've gone to and used time and time again ever since. It's the one that people ask me to share with them. And it's great. And I know exactly where it is on my Pinterest board. And so that just works because that's one specific recipe. But as we get through the third way of organizing it, something that I want to just highlight and I'll speak more to is that we don't want to have too many different approaches where we have to do too much mental shifting. Uh, This is, this one is here. This one is here. This one is here and things like that. Again, when it comes to the day to day week to week and month to month basis As I mentioned with the recipe binder, if there's a methodology that works for you for a certain season or for a certain recipe type, I think there's a place for that. Like with this key lime pie recipe, I don't need it very often. So I'm okay with visually knowing exactly what the thumbnail looks like, exactly where to find it on my Pinterest, and I can get it there when I need it. But that's not something I'm making very often, maybe once or twice a year at most, unless a friend or family member asks me to share it with them. As with the recipe binder being kind of an isolated event where at Thanksgiving, Christmas, certain holidays, I just need to go find that stack of recipes that I've printed out because, you know, I have printed them out over the years and, you know, found that that works for me. But the third way that you may consider organizing your recipe is through something like a more desktop or laptop computer-based option. So this might be things like saved PDFs that you have saved in different folders, or maybe you have a recipe folder that's further organized into subfolders with the PDF versions there, and you're just kind of omitting the whole online aspect, but it's still electronic and on your, on your computer. This might also be something like historically, if you've bought some of my seasonal meal plans, and this is a calendar of sorts that shows you some meal rotations for different seasons, and each of the main dishes and sides all are hyperlinked. So you may save the seasonal meal plan and because it's you know saved to your desktop, then it quickly and easily connects you to online and whatever the website is to get the specific recipe from. It also might be something like I mentioned with my friend who she uses Excel and for her and her husband, it works really well. And at some point I'm gonna find a way for her to, to have her walk me through it and to record the session. Because if you are someone who enjoys spreadsheets, which I really do enjoy spreadsheets, but kind of like the notes app, when I know that I could be using them more effectively or efficiently, I struggle if I don't necessarily know how to do that yet. So I'm not extremely Excel proficient. I know my husband always talks about these things that he does in Excel that I'm like, I don't know what that is. And that's just not something I've ever needed to know how to do in my line of work or in my personal life. But for my friend, it works really functionally because she's very Excel savvy and she's found a way to do that for her family. So it may be using a program like Excel or something like that that you have on your computer. But really with any of these options, again, it doesn't matter so much which one you use, but I would encourage you to ask yourself, what is the simplest organizational tool for you to use on a day-to-day basis, a week-to-week basis, a month-to-month basis, maybe a quarter-to-quarter basis, and then an annual basis? Because again, some of these things that I use very infrequently, I'm okay having all over the place because I know where to go to get it at that one time of year that I want it. But on a day to day, week to week, month to month, and quarter to quarter basis, I want some routine and rhythm to how I go about finding the recipes that I use so that it does cut out some of the mental load. It's not where do I find that one recipe. Because that does drive me crazy because as you can imagine, I have a lot of places that over the years I have saved my recipes, but I need to have an approach that automatically narrows that down for me. So that's not adding to the mental fatigue that I can feel as a mom and trying to meal plan when I have meal ideas and different recipes all over the place. So something here I want to encourage you to do is to think about your rotation. I'm going to be pivoting a little bit how I do the meal plan the month with me episodes moving forward, which we'll have another one of those next Monday at the start of April. But something you hear me talk about is trying to get into a rotation. So this is not recreating the wheel week after week, month after month, constantly coming up with new meal ideas of what to feed your family. But instead, it's coming up with rotations that work. So this might be adopting one of the methods that I've already mentioned Once you have found a recipe that kind of makes the cut or you've deemed this is the one I like, this is the go to for beef stroganoff or our family's meatloaf or the baked chicken. Or I know for me, it's often like the different ones that I make when we're grilling out and having company over in the summer or, you know, just different ones. Once I'm like, this is it. This is the one I love. It was a hit with everyone. This is the one we're going to save. And that's the one that I would really be including in my rotation. So then when I'm looking at what is my summer rotation of recipes, whatever I'm using, whether it be paper and in my planner or in a recipe box or recipe binder where I have it organized for this season and the time of year that I need to reference that, or if it's on my phone or on my computer that I know how to access those day-to-day, week-to-week and month after month in the season that we're in. And I do think there's some evolution here because season after season, yes, sometimes our taste preferences and the recipes we're reaching for change, but also our lives change. So what we need from just an efficiency standpoint and for the demands of mom life may shift also because there was a season where a recipe binder felt really more functional for me because I liked having the printed copy I didn't want you know, a screen or have to be relying on my phone because then other things are popping up on my phone and then you have to scroll and all these different things where I liked having a printed one in a page protector and that just seemed to help me more where now I'm in a season where it's less practical for me to have access to a recipe binder at all times, especially when I'm often placing a grocery pickup order while on the go and I need more digital or electronic access to some of the recipes that I want to reference. So I'd encourage you to first come up with what, is some, what are some of the recipes that you like to keep on rotation? And what is the most obvious way that you would like to be able to access them? So speaking through the three different main core types of ways that we talked about organizing them, whether it be you know in physical form like a paper or a cookbook or recipe binder, or recipe box, Is it something that's more electronic on your phone or is it something that's more digital and like on your desktop or your laptop that you want to have access to? And it might start with how are you accessing them now and is that working for you? How is that functional for you? How could it be made better? Because it might be, well, they're right now all over the place and this isn't really very practical, even though I'm making the same 15 recipes every month. They're kind of all over the place. And, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not referencing recipes that often. It's kind of ambitious for me. It like maybe happens once a week that I'm trying anything that requires a recipe because I'm just not that inclined in the kitchen. I'm doing more, you know, assemble and eat style meals or, you know, my spaghetti sauce. I'm buying the Rouse spaghetti sauce that I know we love and it tastes great and it cuts out the added work of, You know, preparing it from scratch. I'm not referencing a spaghetti recipe. You know, I would love for there to be a season where I feel like I have more capacity to do that. But, you know, your capacity, you know, are you someone who's constantly reaching for recipes and you're making a lot of things from scratch? I see this more happening for me, not so much at like the dinner hour or with lunches but more with snacks because there are a lot of really nourishing snack ideas i like that i definitely need a recipe for and so those are probably the recipes that i reach for the most but it might be that you know they're all over the place and even though i have a million different pinterest boards for healthy snacks for kids again it can get a little overwhelming and i can quickly get lost in that approach rather than feeling more organized from it and so it might be just quickly creating a notes tab on my phone that these are my 12 go-to kid-friendly snack options. And these are the ones that I'm making most often. So again, I can always incorporate new ones. I can go always go on Pinterest or go to a cookbook or you know, hear from a friend and save the recipe that they text over to me for something new, but I'm not necessarily really gonna keep it in my organization system until we've already tried it and we've already realized like, yes, this is one that we want to include in our rotation. So just to recap, I want to encourage you to think through the three different organizational methods, maybe which ones you've tried, which ones sound to kind of like align with just your general organizational style and personality as a mom. And then ask yourself, what is the system that you're using for the daily, weekly, monthly meal ideas that you're offering, as well as those that are kind of more on a semi-annual or an annual basis. And those can be organized kind of in and of themselves but take it a step further to see if you don't have an organizational system consider which ones that i mentioned may be some things that help create some of that consistency in coming up with the meal ideas developing the grocery list and moving forward because as i share in my Meal Times made easy meal planning program i've been working we just coming up on eight weeks in the beta program. And it's been really insightful for me on this side of the this content creation side of it and working with families to see what works and what doesn't. You know, For me, I thought I would be sharing like, this is the way to do it. But as I learn and as I see so many people are starting this from such a different place, I don't wanna give the advice so much that this is how you should store them, but rather to just pause and take a minute to see, how are you storing them? How is that working for you and is it helping you to create more consistency in the habits that you're hoping to achieve? So that's all for today's show, but I do want to thank you, Deidre, for sending me this question. I hope that this gave you some direction and helped you to brainstorm a little bit better what might be a more functional approach for you and your family as you organize your recipe ideas and get set up for success when it comes to meal planning. I know so many of you are sitting right now with a question on the tip of your tongue. So I want you to go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash ask and ask me that question. I would love to give you my professional advice and expertise on whatever the subject matter is, but also just some of my tried and true tips as a busy mom through myself so that it can help you strategize with which systems or skills may be the most influential for you.